me a word. And the moment I would sit down, I would get called from the nursing home that I have to go and see about things or um, this was going wrong, that was going wrong, family issues, just nonstop. And so I said, God, I don't have nothing to say. Just forget it. What, what are you going to say? Because I know that I'm your vessel. And I know that it's my time. I felt his hand upon me. But what are you going to say? And he said, I want you to say to the people what you've had to walk out lately. I want you to say to the people what it's taking to get you through this season. So I just want to speak to your heart. I want to talk to you right where you are, right in the struggle that you're facing. Because God loves us all, right? Yes. So the first thing he said to me was, you need to find rest and peace when you are all consumed. <laughs> How many of us have, have been all consumed? Yes. All consumed. What is that? It's to be done away with completely. I have given all that I got inside of me. It's to feel like you're just being squandered. I mean, I've poured it all out. It's to feel like you're used up. How many of us have felt like we've been used up? Devoured. Just engrossed. I'm engrossed with your stuff, your stuff, your stuff, and my stuff. Just engrossed. It's to feel like you're perishing away. And I know that I'm not speaking to just these people. I'm speaking to friends that I've had to minister with and that have ministered back with me. I'm speaking to situations that we all are facing. I mean, I've had to speak to a, uh, a suicidal demon this week. You a lie, devil. You are a lie. It's to feel like you're shattered, you're devastated, depleted, you're exhausted. How many have been exhausted? Just exhausted. To be torn down, to be done in. I just feel like I'm just done in. Just done in. To be sapped, weakened. Overwhelmed, oppressed. Am I talking to anybody in this place? Yes, yes. Just drowning. Feel like you're drowned. You're unnerved. You're trying to keep it together, but you just feel unnerved, upset. So what do we do when we're all consumed? Jesus said, God said, he spoke to me, he said, you need to find rest and peace. Find. It means I need to search for it. I've got to, it takes effort. I've got to do my part. So when I'm all consumed, I've got to find.
find his rest. I've got to find his peace. I've got to take effort to get into that place. Amen? And what God wanted me to remind you, I don't have this, like I said, this is not our typical sermon. God is just talking to us. Our Abba Father is just talking to his children. He said, Larisse, always remember that in the changing seasons of life, we have a changeless God. So though things all around us are changing, God is a changeless God. He'll never change on us. We can always depend on him. And in that, I find rest and peace. He said, he reminded me, Larice, your favorite scripture, 2 Corinthians 1 and 3, and I'm, I quote, I'm quoting from the Amplified. He is the source of all comfort. So be it me, I'm hurting because my mother's terminally ill and I'm trying to process that. You may be dealing with a financial thing. You may be being delivered from a drug addiction. You may, I don't know what you have, but God knows. And he said that he is the source of all comfort. The word says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of sympathy, pity, and mercy, and the God who is the source of every comfort, consolation, and encouragement. There is not a single feeling or place or, or, or thing that you could feel that God can't comfort. He can reach it. Amen. The deepest, darkest place. He can reach it. He can touch it and he can heal it. And he'll give you rest and peace in the midst of it. I thought about my anointed word from Sunday. No matter what it looks like and no matter what it feels like, He's good. So I want to remind you, he's reminding us, no matter what it looks like and no matter what it feels like, he's good. In Ephesians, God, he reminded me, God wants our position, which is seated with Christ, to dictate our earthly activity. We need to remember that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, that we're seated with Christ. My mom's been quoting or my mom's been saying it all week. In the end, I win. In the end, victory belongs to me. You know why? Because she's seated with Christ. So I'm reminding you, be seated with Christ through the turmoil. Be seated with him no matter how the winds blow and, and no matter how dark the day gets. Remember, you're seated with him and that means that you are seated in victory. And that gives me rest and peace. Amen. Christ is our peace. In Philippians it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. 
let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Grab a hold of that. Make it your reality. Don't look at your situation. Make this your situation. My situation is that his peace that surpasses all understanding will keep my heart in mind. So when others may be falling apart, others may be ready to fall on the floor and trying to fix it and trying to understand it, I'm operating in his peace. Grab a hold of it. His peace is not just for me. It's for you too. It belongs to you. If you are his, it belongs to you. So grab a hold of it. If you want to enjoy, um, depart from evil, Psalms 34 and 14 says, depart from evil and do good. Seek, inquire for, and crave peace and pursue it. Go after it. You've got to pursue his peace. Amen. Amen. The next thing the Lord said to me, we're going to, we, we're going to listen to what he said. We're going to pray and we'll be out of here. The next thing he said to me is, find God's flow for your life. Find God's flow for your life. What does that mean? It reminded me. I gave you a word to find my flow for your life. Finding God's flow for your life means you got to mind your own business. God's detail for your life are about you and God, period. So finding God's flow for your life is hearing what he's telling you to do, staying in his will, operating in that, not trying to please and appease everybody, but find what he's saying for you to do and do it, operate in it and find peace in it. It's more important to be led by him than to just be diligent. That spoke volumes to me this week. Because I've been diligently doing this and diligently doing that. And I want, I'm trying to please this one and I'm trying to please that one. And I want to be diligent. I want everybody to see that I'm that I'm the best daughter. I want everybody to know that I care so much. I want my husband to be taken care of. I need Myla to be well. I need the house. I'm diligently trying to do this, but God is saying, let me lead you. So if the only thing you're going to be diligent about is be diligently following what he leads you. It's not about them, they, or what they say. What is he saying? Where is he saying to go? What is he saying to say? What is he saying to do? And minding my own business, 
I don't have time to worry about what he's saying to you. And you don't have time to worry about what he's saying to me. Because I'm listening for him, listening to him and for him for myself. Amen. Oh, that's a word. The next thing he said to me, and we're almost done. He said, don't lose focus, Maurice. You're allowing the enemy to creep in and you're losing focus. We need to understand that sometimes God allows troubles and trials in our life to get, a, get our focus back on him. Sometimes the calamity comes because he needs us to focus back on him. And sometimes God allows troubles in order to grow you and mature you, to show you what's really down on the inside of your own self. Because what's down in there will come out. God knows how much we need him in order to live a victorious life. And he knows also that without him, we will face an enemy who can and will defeat us. Amen. So, he knows we need him. And he knows that without him, we will be devoured. Can I, am I right? So, if we're operating in all that devastation that I talked about, or, or, or being so consumed all that we that I talked about before, uh, completely squandered and just sapped out, tapped out. It's because we need to grab a hold of him like never before. Because the only way we can be victorious is through Christ Jesus. Amen. The only way we can be live a victorious life is with him. And if we don't, the enemy will take us out every time. I don't care if you Holy Ghost filled, sanctified, and saved, and I don't care what it is. If you're not in him, if you're not clinging to him, if you're not walking with him, if you're not being led by him, you will be defeated. God's presence and his proximity is our protection. His presence in your life and proximity. How close is he to you? That's my protection. So when I'm getting whooped up on or when I'm going astray, how close is his presence to me? How, 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 how close is his proximity to me? Maybe that's why I'm not under his arm of protection. So in order, another way, in order to not lose focus, we've got to fix our minds. In Philippians 4, 8 through 9, the New King James uh, Version, it says, meditate on these things. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true and whatever things are noble and whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely and whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, mm -hmm. meditate on these things. Yes. The things which 
uh, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Yes. Hallelujah. No amount of worship and no amount of praise or deliverance will help you to continue to live by your own agenda and for your own glory. So no amount of praise and, and all this stuff that we do here, it's of no benefit if it's just for our own glory. Psalms 34, he said, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Know he hears you. Amplify, uh, Colossians 3.17 Amplified. Whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the dependence on him, giving thanks to the God, God the Father through him. I'm just speaking on how we walk in his peace. I'm just speaking on how we stay close to the Father. I'm just speaking on how to uh, not allow the calamity to consume you. How to walk it out. You must do all things with Christ's reputation in mind. Everything you do, we've got to remember that we represent Jesus Christ. Amen. Even if it's amongst our family. Everything you do, remember that Christ's reputation is in mind. Amen. And he wanted me to remind you. Don't give up the ground that you've already conquered. Remember where he's brought you from. And don't give up the ground that you've already conquered. Don't look back. And lastly, the last thing he told me to share with you, that he spoke, me, spoke to me this week to remember, he said, Reese, fight the real fight. You're getting, you're getting off to the left. You're fighting a battle that does not belong to you. Your, your, your pastor always says, make the main thing the main thing. So I'm reminding you today, fight the real fight. What's the real fight? Hebrews 12 and 2 says, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief. And is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He is, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated on the right hand of the throne of God. 
Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we must persevere in our faith. It is already finished. I'm reminding you it is already done. So your fight is to fight the good fight of faith. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We wrestle not. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life which you were summoned and for which you confessed the good confession of faith before many witnesses. Focus on what's, what, what, what's your reality. Is this your reality? Is this world your reality? Is this simple, these finances, this little bit of money, you, is that your reality? What's your reality? Is he more real than the skin that's on your bones? Do, do you really believe that there is eternal salvation laid up for you? Yes. Or is it just something you've done? If it's really what, is that your reality? Are you really searching for our heavenly home? Do you really trust that he'll provide all of your needs? Is that your reality? Do you really trust in his word or are you just wavering? He wanted me to remind you, stay focused. Get focused. Fight the real fight. And it's the fight of faith. Yes. Trusting in him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen? And faith without works is dead. Huh. Huh. He said, he took me to the scripture. Simon, Simon, mm. indeed Satan has asked for you. That he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. That your faith should fail not. Ashley, Ashley. Though it may feel like the enemy is sifting you as wheat. All that you have in you. You feel like it's just being poured out. You have no more left to give. But Jesus has prayed for you. Zach, Zach, we don't know what you're getting ready to face. We don't know the struggles that are ahead of you. And Satan desires to sift you as wheat. But Jesus has prayed for you. My brother, right there, the enemy has tried to tear you apart. Has tried to literally take your very life. But Jesus has prayed for you. Take heart. Because God's going to complete the work that he started in us. I'm reminding you to find peace when you're all consumed. I'm reminding you to fight the real fight. I'm reminding you to stay focused because he loves us and through him we have the victory. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
Father, we thank you. We thank you for just a time of sharing. I thank you that you took the pressure off of me to try to perform a word or give a sermon. But Lord, thank you for just allowing me to speak to your people how you spoke to me. Reminding me that the real fight is just the fight of faith. Trusting your word, standing on your word, making sure that how I live is lining up with your word, being led by your word, letting others see your word lived out through me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for reminding me to get my mind right, to focus upon you. Quit looking to the left and the right and quit trying to please others, Lord, but focus on you. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that we have peace and rest through Christ Jesus. I thank you for my sisters who I've been able to encourage this week. I thank you, Lord. I ask that you cover them and protect them. You know all that they're facing. You know how the enemies tried to whisper in their ears, Lord. You know, but God, you have prayed for them. Though the enemy desires to sift as we, you've prayed for us. So we are victorious through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor Tracy, can you please come up?